Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 125 of the Courtside Indiana podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, joined this week with by Nick Baumgart. Nick, how's Southern Indiana? Is it cold down there? Is it just cold up here? Yeah, no, it's cold down here. It's going to hit 80 this weekend, though. Yeah, so. true, true. We're heading to Louisville this weekend, so I wonder how much, if it'll be a little bit warmer down there even. So. It will. Yeah, we're supposed to be 80. I mean, I know every, every state says welcome to their state for weather we all get it just at different times of the year just i hate that we get this muckiness as we're no, if there's one thing if there's one, if there's one thing that i've learned is that it doesn't matter where you live people complain about the weather like absolutely they all think they complain about the weather. anytime you're near water you, you, those those are the people that have the biggest complaints I mean, it could be torrential downpour in Florida and then sunny the rest of the day. I mean, it could, it's, you know, we don't really get that here, but I just hate the in-between. I wish it would make up its mind. You know, obviously I like warmer weather than cold weather, but, but I also don't care, you know, as long as I'm not trying to figure out what to freaking wear every day. But anyway, we're going to talk about a little bit way too early, what, way too early team rankings for next year yeah and then we're going to touch on north davies decision to play 3a Ooh, i'll be interested to see what your thoughts on that are when we get to it but right now we're going to do a little recruiting update i'm going to read them off since zach we got to figure out zach's going to be on during this time of year i don't want to exclude him because i know I, i know i think he enjoys the podcasting part of it but he's not going to be able to get to as many games during the week but um there's going to be some some feeling around as to what's going to happen here during the off season. And hopefully he can get out to some games in June and stuff like that. But, but here we go. The um, offers this week, Blake Jacobs from Northridge received an offer from Albion division three school. Keon Thompson got his first, I don't know what you say, a first jump in his recruiting a little bit with an offer from Massachusetts. Good Lord. Xavier Booker received two offers this week, one from Creighton, one from Missouri. I think they've got a they got a new coaching staff there in Missouri. Yep. And then um, Ashton Williamson received an offer from Tennessee State, and Garway Duall from Carmel received an offer from Purdue Fort Wayne. Ashton Williamson, of course, is from Twenty First Century. Booker's from Cathedral. Didn't mention those, and and I still said Maryville for Keon Thompson, but. It is what it is on that, but um, hey, what are your thoughts on Dewall? Let me let me finish the list, and I'll, we'll get back there. Uh, the commitments: Trey Steinhilber, Hilber, from Boone Grove, committed to IU Northwest. Colin Comer committed to Fairmont State Division II school. He's from Greensburg. Um, Joe Kelly from Bishop Dwinger committed to Holy Cross the other evening. That was a nice. Nice match, a nice pairing between those between the player and the school. Not that the others aren't. I just know Coach McBride will definitely find a really good role for, for Kelly. Sean Page from Anderson has committed to Division II Central State. 
and Travis Grayson from Chesterton, who, what was he, fourth in Mr. Basketball? That sounds about right. Something like that. Fourth in Mr. Basketball voting, uh, committed to Spring Arbor NAIA school out of, uh, out of Michigan. That's a really good pickup for them. You know, a, I, mean, I mean, it's a great pickup. I mean, we've argued all year that if you're a low D1 school, uh, you should be recruiting or division two school, you should be recruiting Travis Grayson, but then Tayshawn Comer just sort of kind of shredded him. I mean, what do you think that's, if you were in the OVC or you were, of course they're going to the OVC. If you were in the OVC or say the, even the GLVC or that, you know, the D2 league that's with all the Michigan schools, would you, would you have taken a chance on Grayson? Hmm. What's just tough with the portal, you know, because, it's just different. I mean, at one point, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's look at it like compare like Kamari Peterson or Shamar Avance, right? I mean, they both ended up at, at Division One schools. Um, they're, they're both so they're both bigger. I was I was surprised at how little Grayson looked on the floor. That's that's where Colbert back. Yeah, yeah that's that's the thing, and the athleticism. You know, it's not like he's got like, you know, extreme athleticism up like vertically. So, you know, it's tough from a length standpoint, size standpoint, definitely has the game though. Right. I mean, if you compare, if you try to think of them like that, but yeah, Peterson and Avance were both what two, three plus inches taller. Yeah. And Peterson's God, he's so strong. Yes. Not, not that Avance isn't, but I, I would think Peterson's probably got 15 pounds on Avance, at least as seniors in high school. I don't know what either of them look like in college, but um, yeah, I, I think also how S- Grayson, the release in his shot was slower than I, than I had remembered it being. And Peterson's uh, a really good three point shooter. Um, and he just trained, he's, he's in the portal. He left Indiana state. So that, yeah, I don't, I don't see what kind of year he had, but I don't think he played. Well, that could be, there you go. Um, you asked about Duall. Yeah. From the beginning, he's been a game changer on defense for Carmel. I uh, was really impressed. Um, certainly his length, his physical attributes are undeniable. He's, he's got a, a tremendous amount of length and, and spring to his game. He's laterally quicker than I would have thought he would, would have been looking at him just because he's got such a high center of gravity. Um, and he is – he, he had some struggles offensively this year, mostly in the, in the half court. He's tremendous in space. Right. And, you, you know, he gets downhill. He can, he can finish in a lot of different ways. But he also had a couple instances where he, was, he had to be taken out of the game off, just because offensively I think he wasn't in sync with what they were trying to do in a given moment. And a lot of it was sometimes the ball does stick with him. Sometimes he's a little loose with his passing. But a but a tremendously unselfish player. He's he does look to pass. He's not he's not tunnel visioned at all. Uh, but the ball just gets a little bit loose with him, and you you could tell that he is. You, you could tell that he is. Um, he definitely is a, a big bullet. He likes to change directions. He's had a couple of instances this past year where he changed directions in traffic, that were impressive. <laughs> That, that led to finishes. Um, and he is, 
but it, it does get a little loose. Now, look, he's coming to a system that relies heavily on player movement versus the ball sticking with one guy. And, and so there were some times early in the year where they had that they just could not they could not play him offensively. Um, hold on a second. And um, the um, sorry, I was re- I was receiving a phone call from your neck of the woods there, just mid sentence, and I couldn't reply to it without uh, closing down this uh, offer sheet these offers that I have. So, I, you know, I think what's going to be important for him is how does his jump shot develop? Does he, like right now, he's hitting open shots for sure. Um, shooting over over people is, is a different deal. Uh, that was no different than the struggles. That was no different than the progression that Suter had to go through uh, at Carmel. You know, Pete was a kid that as a freshman, I took, I don't even know that he took any shots as a freshman, any threes, maybe three. And then never really developed, or I shouldn't say never, didn't really develop into a go-to scorer with that mentality until late in his junior year. And then when Waddell got back healthy, uh, they they clicked. And it was really Waddell was the go-to scorer down the stretch for Carmel, and Pete was the guy setting him up. And then, you know, I don't. I don't know that Garway. I don't know where Garway fits into that equation, but I think the shot, the shooting progression is similar to, to Pete, in that Pete got better each year, uh, but he's probably in college never going to be that the guy they're going to run stuff for. He's going to be the guy that that gets it as a result of some sort of secondary action. But you yeah, know, all, defensively, he's really. What'll What'll be interesting is is do they play them at the point sometimes? They've got other reliable ball handlers who I would say aren't traditional point guards. Spencer White is among those. They've got – they do have a little um, – I'm going to have to get his name. I hate that I they've, – they've got um, – obviously they've got um, – hold on a second. Let me get – shoot. You sent me down, the, down a path here. I wasn't prepared to go from a material standpoint. You know, you, you look at they've got Jake Griffin, who got a, who got a lot of minutes in, in in spurts this year, as a junior, and then they also have Ryan Clevenger, who is a sophomore point guard that that did get some varsity minutes but was hurt late in the year. You know, those are going to be the the two guys on the roster that you would say are point guards. But there were a lot of times this year when Wack was off the floor, Josh Wack, where Garway would bring it up. And they can go lineups next year, not to dig too far down the, the rabbit hole here for Carmel, because there'll be plenty of time for that later, right? They can go lineups next year with with Jared Bonds, Sam Orm, Garway Duall, Spencer White. That's six five, six five, six eight, six four, however tall Garway is now, if he hasn't if he hasn't grown any then they can go in a lot of different directions. They can, if any of these sophomore, bigger kids can develop like Dylan Moran's Owen Huber, those guys end up contributing. Ryan Malloy are going to be able to contribute the varsity level next year's juniors, but they could put out lineups that are just super long and super, you know, pretty big for no, no real traditional big men. Cause Sam's not a, Orm's not a center, but, but definitely put out length at every position. So, 
I, I like the versatility that he's he's given Carmel. I, I'll be, I have no insight on this what I'm about to say, but I'll be interested to see if he's still at Carmel next year. Uh, you know, you wonder sometimes if a kid gets talked into going to prep school or, you know, something along those lines. Um, I have no information to suggest that there is any thinking that way. I'm just, you know, he's just not a Carmel kid, so it wouldn't be like beholden on him to to stay. You know what I mean? Um, but the, uh, the younger brother is also at Carmel. And I, th I think that he's had, he knows he can get the exposure that he needs and the development that he needs if, if he stays at Carmel. So, um, I, I mean, I definitely think he's a, a mid-major for sure with high, high major athleticism where it goes from there will you know, depend on how much weight he can get and, and maintain safely without, you know, succumbing to a lot of injuries. Was that a detailed enough answer for you? Yeah, I think, I think that <laughs> it checked all the boxes, you know. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, we, we, talked, uh, we talked about Grayson. We talked about um, – that, that was really it. Any of the other recruiting stuff stand out? Yeah, I think – well, so Lander. Um, uh, transfer portal? Yeah, Christian Lander is going to visit Iona. Okay. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Just kind of the first, you know, news that we've heard from from yeah from that that neck of the woods in a while. Yeah, I'll be I'll be anxious to see what he's able to do. I I thought it was a mistake from day one for him to leave high school early. It's not like he was putting Evansville rights on his back and carrying them to a large amounts of success I and mean, they were 16 and six his junior year, but that wasn't playing a very challenging schedule. They didn't really schedule up. They didn't do anything outside other than playing Carmel, which did not go well. They really didn't do much with their schedule other than just play the teams they normally do. Um, they not like, didn't, didn't those, didn't that 2015 team kind of play around? do different things or did they stay pretty close to home who are you talking about the group that got the state finals um, i can't remember exactly now i'd have to look it up i'll look it up the uh because that I mean obviously that I mean that group played they came up and played in the indie area i want to say a couple times or at least certainly wandered away from wandered away from Evansville it seems like a little bit more maybe I'm wrong I know they do play the Bloomington schools right yeah but I mean that's always been the the, the thing I mean the case yeah I mean they didn't yeah I mean they play New Albany which they always play New Albany they play Terre Haute schools they play the they play the river you know Floyd Central Jeffersonville so I guess it's a lot of the same stuff they did play at Southport at the end of February, which was their only regular season loss of the year. And then they went through a lot of those same teams. Just think that their schedule was a little bit tougher that year than it was during the uh, Lander years. Maybe not. You know, the Lander years, they're playing South Knox. They're playing, although Jasper's been good. I'm trying to compare. I'm just trying to find 
like they didn't play Jasper back. They didn't play Jasper back in the, um, you know, back when Jalen and those guys were coming through. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe there's, and it's tough for Evansville schools to do much because everything's so far away. Yeah. What's the, what's the closest 4A school that isn't? You're talking about Bloomington, Terre Haute, and New well, Albany, Jeffersonville. New Albany, yeah, Jeff, uh, Jennings County. So it's 90 minutes to two hours in either direction before this. this there's yeah. like no other pocket. You know, it's not like you're, sure. you're Kokomo where you're – you know, even if you even if you go out of your conference, you still can bop down the Carmel and play them, or, sure. or, you know, be a be a quick get to. Uh, I guess Marion's three. Well, Marion's in their conference, so anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I, I guess my point was is I didn't think Evansville rights with Lander leading them was all that impressive. They were 17 and seven, not 16 and six, and they they just didn't have a lot of great wins when he was there. And I think maybe his, and then his senior year or the, the year he would have been a senior, they go 17 and five without him. I just didn't think he should have left early. I don't know that I felt that way from the beginning. So that's not second guessing. That's, I was saying that in the moment, but. No, I'm with you. I mean, you know, I, who's to say, right. I mean, you know, we all make our decisions. I don't know anything that, they know things about their own life that I don't know, but yeah, from the outside looking in, I mean, I, th- I just thought, you know, it made sense to just try to, you know, win as much as you right. as possible. Like, you know, just, just win because that's not been something. And it's something that's really hard to do out of Evansville. You can do that out of Evansville. Well, and it goes, it goes to what we talk about with some of the NBA stuff that, that I've talked about. I don't know how often we talk about it here. I don't remember, but I know when we talk about, on the the radio that I do every every Monday in Bloomington or with Bloomington, um, we we talk about with with guys like Trace Jackson Davis. I think more and more the floor has become every bit as important as your ceiling. And if you go into a situation now, especially with the transfer portal, <laughs> transfer portals is two way street now, right? You know, coaches can be aggressive in it, and players can be aggressive in it. But if you if you go to a, a team now and you're not contributing within your first two years, you're probably not going to have much of a future in that program these days. Right. Without, you know, serious roster changes, you know, above you probably, Uh, you know, and maybe big men are different, but we, you know, we talk a little bit about trace and guys that leave early for the NBA that not that Trace has made that final decision yet, but just talking about if you are not, there are more and more guys that get drafted in the lottery. You know, even like an Anthony Bennett, who was the first pick in the 2014 draft. That was the Ola, the year Oladipo went second. So the first pick in the NBA draft that year did not get to his second contract because he couldn't contribute coming out of college. And more and more lottery picks are not getting to their second long-term contract. Their rookie contract, if you're drafted in the first round, is guaranteed. And at that point, you're on their dime. So at that point, if you're not ready to contribute, if you're not ready to make the players on the other the other players in the roster better, 
then you are at risk of being a, an NBA journeyman. Now, there's worse jobs in the world than being an NBA journeyman. But it's not the kind of change your life situation that a lot of these kids dream of. And it's not the change your life situation that a lot of these kids reach for when they do leave early. And I kind of felt that same way with Lander, whereas I didn't think he was ready to contribute to Indiana at all. You know, and I, I don't know whose idea it was, who, who was the main reason for him thinking this way or doing it. There was a lot of talk early about him doing it because he wanted to get to the NBA quicker. <laughs> you know, that, that did kind of quiet down a little bit heading midway through his junior year, but that was a lot of the talk that he might do that early on. And I was surprised he still did it. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate for him. You know, he just made such a name for himself in eighth grade that he never was able to, or has yet, I shouldn't say never, he's still playing, has yet to be able to sort of live up to that hype. No thoughts on that? No, I mean... I was wondering if your feed was frozen. No, I just like this. This isn't a knock on Christian, but you know, he, he wasn't a five-star recruit in uh, 2020. Um, he was probably closer to a four-star recruit in 2021. Um this is where the rank. This is where not getting the rankings correct hurts kids, right? I mean, you you can literally ruin a kid's life. Yeah, and you know that's but, why. I mean, the, the worst place to be isn't isn't to be slept on. You know, you come in getting slept on a little bit, and hey, you prove yourself, and you open eyes, and mm-hmm. I would much rather be that way than the other way because what happened was, and I told people, I tried to tell people this. You know, and then there goes inside the hall. No, yeah, inside the hall. Uh, they've never watched Christian play a day in their life. They, they ranked him 23rd coming in. Yeah. Uh, that didn't help expectations. And that's what kills people is the expectations. It um, doesn't really matter where he's ranked because that has nothing to do with his, his game at all, right? But Not it directly. does create, create expectations. And, and the expectation, people would say to me, well, that's – he's not going to – you don't think he's going to play. What do you mean you don't think he's going to play right away? He's a five star. What five stars? I said, and this mostly, is where and, it hurts these guys that 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 rank these guys and have no, I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, not no idea what they're doing. I mean, they, they they're just well, they lack they lack context. You know, a lot hurts, of it is it a lot of it is con- a lot of it is a lacking of context. They don't they don't see enough, or the guys they do see they go in wanting to like them. I mean, they, a lot of those guys will watch the players that they're, they're tipped on from the coaching staff or they're asked to go watch for the, for the coaching staff. And it, and it's, look, it's easy to fall in love with an Indiana kid going to an Indiana college. You know, it's, it's easy to fall in love with that kid and it's easy to want to, to write good things about him. But, but it's also why you talk about the rankings, why we don't rank the, the stuff that the college coaches subscribe to for our site we rank the top 10 or 15 in each class and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think once you get beyond that, I think once you get beyond that, you're basically, it's, it's, it's like throwing darts. It's, 
and we do it by position and I try to do it. We try to do it to where it doesn't always work out this way because we do provide a level for, for the college coaches. Like it doesn't matter how many kids, you know, where we, how many, how far down the ranking goes, we, we put a level next to kids' names. We think they project uh, to, or project to, excuse me. And we, you know, we would, we would tell most of the colleges that we talked to say, don't worry about if he's the first point guard or the third point guard. If there's, if there's four or five point guards in, in Indiana that are high major, you're lucky to get, get, be lucky to get one of them. Maybe the one that fits your, your program. I remember the class of 2005, there were 15 division one point guards in that class alone. Always go back to that 15 from one position. And a couple of them did have to go to prep or go have to go to junior college first, but, but you're, you're talking about, it was hard to go wrong. To rec- and there was a couple of kids that went division two that I thought were probably a little bit better than that. But you, now you're talking about, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about picking nits on some of the rankings. I mean, sure. In that class, there were some special guys, Dominic James, Armand Bassett, certainly talent wise was special. Deontay Vaughn was special. Um, I, I could, I could probably, if I had to bump my head, think of a couple more, but, but then there was a lot of dudes that were a lot, you know, a lot like your position, you know, a lot like your situation where mid-major, low-major, you know, they just, if you could stay healthy, <laughs> which was quite your issue, right? If you could stay healthy, we're probably going to have a good college career at the division one level. There's just that there was that much talent at one single position, but rankings are tough. I don't put any stock in national rankings. I don't put any stock in national rankings beyond maybe a top 20, maybe 30. But I think sometimes once you get down below 30, the difference between 30, I'll say this, the difference between 30 and 150 is often much smaller than the difference between one and 30. Between the top two or three players in a class and the 30th player in a class. I agree completely. Yes, sir. And there's guys that obviously can then break through and become better than, you know, even better than that. You know, OG Ananobi would be a great case uh, of a guy who didn't get rated very high because he was injured. And obviously was proved his value at Indiana almost immediately. Not, not that he would be a star, but definitely proved that he could play on the defensive end of the floor. And that has continued to be his strength, even as his offensive game has developed, but. But yeah, definitely would like you said would rather be the guy that was slept on. Hashtag slept on, right? Than than the kid that doesn't live up to the massive amounts of hypes. I mean, Amani Bates, right? What's going on with him? Right. You know, that's a rhetorical question. But uh, he was, you know, the next whatever. You know, he was. <laughs> You know, he was the next LeBron James, just like Andrew Wiggins was the next LeBron James. And Andrew Wiggins is viewed as a bust, even though he's had some pretty good productive years at the NBA level. That's a lot of pressure on a kid, and, and Bates so far is really struggling. Right. You know, an early maturing kid who, here we go, left high school early. Left high school a year early. And he should have been a freshman in college no, should have been a senior in high school this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. All right, moving on. Unless you had something else. No. 
All right. I'm going to tell you my quick thought on North Davies. And I'm going to see if you agree. Not that it matters. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in it. So North Davies, after the 2A, after the classifications come out, comes out that North Davies has moved up to 2A. Immediately, not maybe immediately, but shortly thereafter, there was a tweet from their basketball account basically expressing how in the world they could be 2A when their enrollment went down. And of course, you know, my initial thought on that is, well, counting is still counting. <laughs> you know, you doesn't matter if you went down as more people went down underneath you. So they were not happy about me being moved up to 2A. And then of what, a few days later, we find out that they have petitioned the ITSA, which has been in the case, has been allowed, been allowable since they started class basketball to play up in class, to play up in 3A. That had never been done in boys basketball. Girls volleyball, I think it had been done with North, with Muncie Burris. But North Davies moves up to 3A, and everybody's just like, oh my God, they're shocked and all that stuff. But, but then you quickly think, wait a minute, that 3A sectional, especially without Sullivan, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier than that 2A sectional with Linton and probably Sullivan, even though Sullivan may not be as good next year as what they have been lately. And my first thought was, well, there's sectional shopping. They're just trying to find, you know, they tab it as wanting to play in the, the hatchet house, which I get. But sectional titles mean a lot in the state, right? right. So my, my, charges that they are sectional shopping they, they took the, the easier sectional they're not looking for more competition they took the easier path through the sectional the regional is what it is the deeper you go in the tournament the, the tougher your teams are going to be regardless but the difference between 2A teams and 3A teams at that range the regional round it, there's not a whole lot of difference between those teams and by far the three A sectional that they that they probably will play in would be a hell of a lot easier than the two A sectional with Linton and Sullivan. I mean the three A sectionals dizzyingly mediocre. Pike Central, Princeton, Sullivan no longer in it. Vincennes, Lincoln, and Washington. That's the sectional they're going to be in next year. They're going to be in a five team sectional with with Pike Central, Princeton. Vincennes, Lincoln, and Washington. That's infinitely easier than, than maybe what Eastern Green will be, Linton, Stockton, and then probably Sullivan. Sullivan will probably moves in that sectional too. So they will be, they'll be in sectional 31 versus sectional 47. What, what are your thoughts on any of that? Well, yeah, I mean, take it one step further – if you were to get past that, then you've got Brownstown Central. Yes. Who's going to be incredible. Um, 3A. Well, yeah, yeah, the 3A regional is a little bit – they're going to have to play bossy. They're going to have to play – you know, the, facing bossy, facing what now will be a, a year older Heritage Hills team. Bossy's not – bossy is not the same – you know, bossy's in a reset as well. Um, I think they you know, will bossy's, be so Bossy's going to be down. Yes, they got the only player they got coming back. The only really only two, be Trey Howe and, and Ashton Smallwood. Um, 
so they're going to have to refine, you know, kind of reinvent themselves. Silver Creek's going to have to, they're kind of in a reset mode as well. North Harrison, uh, they're kind of in a little bit of a reset as well. I mean, they get rid of, you know, Coach Lefebvre's probably the, the one guy who, who set up to do well still. because right. they've, got good, they've got a good coach. junior class. But um, they do. going to be tough. Lawrenceburg's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess, you know. But still, they're they're nothing like what, what's in two A. I mean, if you um, you know you got Providence is around still. Um, yeah, defending state champs would be in that regional. South Spencer um, is, is going to be underrated. They, they could they have some talent. Um, Pekin's going to be good next year. Although they'll, they'll be in the same section with Brownstown, more than likely. And you know, Brown, and Brownstown is going to be fabulous. So yeah, it's, it's my thoughts on it are uh, what gamesmanship. Well, if you're going to do that, why don't you just go ahead and go play four A? That's yeah, that's that's where I wanted to go with that. They talk about wanting a challenge and all this stuff, and that's where the challenge is. But it's but yeah, it's not a challenge. Three A is not a challenge when it's like you said easier. I mean, everybody can look at it and see it's easier, guys. Come on, we're not. We're it's easier so, until it's easier dumb. until semi state. We're not dumb, and uh, oh yeah, right. And so, well, they knew that. I mean, so I don't know why you just don't go play, go and play four A. I think it's kind of silly. I mean, if if you're in two A, two A, play two A and win it. I don't know, um, but I don't know. It's I'll tell you this. It kind of really kind of um, it, it kind of gives. Linton, Brownstown Central, those kind of gives them a little little tip of the hat. I mean, you know, it's kind of uh, showing your hand, you know, like, hey, we don't want to play you. Like, we, we want nothing to do with you. Right. I mean, that's what it tells me. And, of course, everybody's going to point to, well, North Davies beat Linton probably a couple times in a row, if I remember correctly. Uh, but those games have always been tougher than their games against Washington or, you know, and just Vincent Lincoln is just dreadful right now, unfortunately. Right, dreadful. You you look at you know you you look at being disappointed from moving up to two A to all of a sudden yeah we want a challenge we're going to play three A it just doesn't match it's just it just doesn't match not that they owe us not that they care you know they don't owe us they don't have to they don't owe us any explanation but it just seems a little yeah a little um displaced yeah we're looking for a challenge so my thing is and i've been saying this for a long time like there's too many classes like indiana has too many classes like i get it that you you want a chance to i don't know whatever whatever they tried to sell us but right 25 years ago um about being fair and all that when it's when you actually get down to it and you start looking at the numbers it's a lot bigger discrepancy from the bottom of 4A to the top yeah. of 4A. I mean, that's not that why way. they did it. You know, they did it. It's been that way from the beginning. About, it was all about money. And, you know, they been, but nobody could be honest about it even. I mean, that's honestly, that's what's put it. You know, uh, you're trying to keep, you're trying to keep basketball exciting. Well, why not have four times the, the, the excitement, right? Is what they and they thought they'd have four times the money, but there's just too many classes. I think there should be a big class and there should be a small class and you can play, 
obviously if you're over a certain size, you have to play in the big class, but if you want to be a small school, you want to play up. I mean, that's the only class that anybody cares about or would care about. And I would, I wouldn't mind seeing him go to three classes with the, the fourth class. I'm sorry, with the third class being capped at say 64 teams. And then the other two classes are split evenly or are split evenly between numerically speaking, like, I don't know how many, if there's 64 teams, there's 360, 360 uh, teams left, maybe 350 teams left, have 175 in 3A and have, or the second class and have 175 in the lowest class. That would solve a lot of issues. That would shut up a lot of people who complain about, um, no, not that you're doing that, but you cited it. That would set up a lot of people who, who talk about the discrepancy in 4A. Should there be a power class where you're creating a power class while, you know, schools that are 1,500 and lower are now able to compete in a little bit of a different field? I mean, somebody would still complain because teams that were now forced to compete against schools that, that would have been in the top class will complain about, well, why should we have to play them? I don't know. I just, I've enjoyed class basketball, but it definitely didn't shut people up in terms of the fairness issue. That's because that's the word you use. That's the word they used. It, it's just a horrible representation of that word because it, at no point has it, has class basketball shut anybody up in terms of what their view of fair is. Yeah. Anything else before we move on to the, our little uh, no. exercise here. No. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the, the top teams in each class going into next year. All right, Nick, who's your number one? Let's start in one. A who's your number one team going to be in one a next year. Um, we know it's, we know it's way, way too early. Yeah. We haven't gone through our own little transfer portal season yet. No, I mean, Tinley, Indianapolis Tinley looks like, you know, with Gary 21st moving on, North Davies moving on. We talked about yeah, that. Who's le- yeah, who's left in 1A? Let's review for those that – Gary 21st century is 2A. Yeah. The two the, the two teams that played for the state championship in 1A are no longer in 1A. Lafayette Central Catholic is no. 2A, and North Davies, as you just heard us talk about, is down 3A. Mm-hmm. So what does that leave us? What? Who did North North Davies beat? Who in the semi-state? I can't remember. My brain is mush. They beat Jackson Dell in the semi-state. Yeah, I'm thinking. I don't know. I, I these people need to understand that. Hold on, I'm looking it up here. This was not a question that I was prepared to. Need a uh, we need like a producer or something that can look this up while we're talking. I'm doing the right. same thing you are. Um, doing the same thing. One A North Davies beat Jackson Dell. They beat Borden. Um, and then they then they in the semi state they beat Jackson Dell at Seymour. So Jackson Dell won the. 
Yeah, they, they beat Indy Lutheran out. They came out of Martinsville. I'm trying to find brackets. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Brackets. Nope, that doesn't help. God. Oh well. Um you know what I agree with you on who the number one team is, but I also thought they were the number one team coming into this year. And with Tenley, that is the I don't know what they're I think a lot of their issues they don't have a lot of shooting. They they don't they don't have a lot of shooting. I don't know if 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 Billy Brown is gonna be able to come back and be be another guy who could score. Um, you know, Londo Hall was a guy that that hit shots for them, but he could also go through stretches where he he would go cold. And Jaden Pinkston, his shot has to still continue to improve. He's made some strides, but it's not you're going to play him to drive first. And I think there's times where he's going to get he's going to look to shoot because he's open. And you know maybe there's a reason why he's that open sometimes. He kind of falls in that category as as athletically wonderful as he is, as much as his physical talents translate well in a basketball court. Um, he, his jump shot is, hasn't caught up yet. But I he's mean, a tough guy, tough guy to place. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how his recruiting goes. I, I, I love that he he can very well be a lockdown defender. I, I don't think there's any question he can do that. But the question is going to be is where does he fit because of his his outside shot, and he's got he's got time to work on that. Uh, they don't have to make decisions, but you know he's just got. It's going to limit him in today's game. So, I mean, he's, he's got a high major body. He's got a high major athleticism. And I think he's a high major defender. The rest of it's in question right now. Yeah, it just depends what, what you know, somebody wants. I would like to see a little more skill. Yeah. But if you're looking for an athlete, if you're, you're team building and you're looking for an athlete. So how far down do you have Lutheran? Man, I got him. I got him like five. Probably too low. But at two, I got Met Indy Metro. I just think with David Merriweather, the size is. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what what their guard play looks like next year. They would they would be a candidate for some random kid transferring in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did not have a good record leading into the sectional, but but talent-wise, you knew they could be disruptive because Amari Ferguson is a difference maker of an athlete, and, and Merriweather is a difference maker size-wise with with good hands and pretty decent passing instincts. Uh, but but defensively, he's got to be he's got to show that he can. I mean, you basically have to zone with him in there. Well, maybe not at the one A level, but they'll they'll get to a point at the one A in the one A state tournament where. He can't just be hoisted at the rim and be simply a rim protector. Um, did Ed, so Edinburgh's got to be pretty uh, pretty high up there too. Yeah, they're three. I got, I got Edinburgh three. You got Metro two, Edinburgh three. I'm trying to think. 
trying to think what um, let me look here real quick to see what they're they played North Davies at the very end of the year and then played them in the tournament. And both games, they lost North Davies by eight in the regular season. It was a home game. Then they lost in the regional to North Davies by one. Mm. And they they have a lot of their guys back. Mm-hmm. Caleb Dewey's their their main guy back. But, you know, they definitely are going to be – I mean, they've been good for two years now. Basically, I mean, they've got good a couple of good seniors, but Caleb Dewey is is their go-to guy, and he'll be back for his senior year. So, let me get to this list. Here, okay, there we go. Couldn't find my list. Lagodi fourth, right? Yeah, and they got five of their top seven scores back, um, led by Peyton Bledsoe, Parker Arvin two juniors that combine on, on uh, over 30 points a game. So, And Bledsoe's as complete of a score as you can get at that level, right? I mean, he's just – Yeah, at that level, so, he's just real. He's real. He's, he's, got a tough, he's, a, he's a tough matchup. 6'4", mm-hmm. 6'5", six, six, how tough is he? 6'4". Yeah. 6'3 six, six, and a half, 6'4". Yeah. yeah. He, he can handle the ball. Um, he's got an unlimited range. And you know when when he's when he's hot, you just he can put you literally put a team on his back and carry him. So they're 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 strong four. I mean, I think they're they're my favorite in that sectional now. There's no North Davies and uh, Bar Reeves down. As, yeah, Bar Reeve. Yeah, Bar Reeve may finally have a dip. Bar Reeve is finally mortal. But the think? other the other team they've got to worry about is Orleans. And that'll be one of those deals where we, we talk about some of the best teams in the state in a given class, and here they are. They're still going to be in a, in a sectional where it's not going to be easy. I mean, hold on. Didn't Orleans Orleans beat Lagodi this year? They're all sophomores, so they're all going to be juniors next year. So do we have we, I got Orleans? I got yeah, I got Orleans like at eight, seven or eight. They're probably a little low. Yeah. Beat Lagodi, lose to Bar Reeve, and Bar Reeve loses to North Davies. I mean, Orleans probably had the worst draw in the state, other than Cathedral. Right. In the, in the sectional, right? It was, I mean, they, they had to play all three of them to win it. They would have had to have played all three to win that sectional. Cathedral had North Central, Tech, Lawrence North. You're not going to get any tougher than that. Westfield, what did Westfield do? Where's Westfield at? Got to find that. Westfield, Fishers, the HSE piece is kind of a step down with the kind of year they had. I think Noblesville would have been the toughest draw in sectional, in the Noblesville sectional, because they'd have Zionsville, Carmel, and they would have had to have played Westfield. And then they got they lost Friday night. But so yeah, Tech Cathedral probably had the toughest four A draw, along with Noblesville. I don't know that we do that for every class, but but you would say with that sectional, Orleans had a, as impossible of a draw as you could get at the one A level. Mm-hmm. Um, Argos breaking through. Yeah, so I got Argos. 
I got Argos at six. I got Evansville Christian at five. And they are not eligible next year for the state tournament, correct? Still, uh-huh. no. Josiah Dunham. He's got an Evansville offer. Um, Jake Schnepper. Um, he should be pretty good. Marquette Catholic. Yeah. We'll see. Jason Kobe, we'll see. Borden, I mean. It's tough getting info on them because they don't ever put anything out there. Unless I'm missing something. No, I hate that. I hate that. These, I wish we could incentivize these coaches to put their stats and stuff on. on. Well, most of them have rosters. This is one that doesn't have a roster, which is kind of surprising. I mean, I didn't see Borden this year. Why? Like, why would you do that? You know, I'm looking too at does Rock Creek finally get a chance to break through again? Because they're all juniors with uh, Deper. Springs Valley will be good. Were they junior? I thought they were seniors. I thought they had a lot of seniors. I know they had a good year this year. Okay. No, you may be right. I don't know. Let me check. See, they have their stuff up, so I can go back and quickly look. I mean, most of their top guys are seniors. It doesn't mean they won't be good. Yeah. No, I mean, probably. But that's as good as they've – this past year was as good as they've been. They had a a lot of seniors that they rely on. So that's a strange sectional, you know? Yeah. Reve, Candleton, Springs Valley, Wood Memorial – Day school, Northeast Dubois. I mean, you can make a case that, you know, with Myers, that Maybe day, day school, school. Would, would have the best player in that sectional. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's 1A. That's one. Who else did you have? Did you have anybody else in? That's um, my one. No, I think – so I had Tinley – I had Tinley one. I had Lutheran two. I had, I had Lagodi three. I had probably Edinburgh four, and I think I had Orleans five. Looking at Rock Creek, looking at Argos, looking at needing to know what you know, need to know what like what happens with Marquette Catholic, and. Um, and then, and then that Indianapolis Metropolitan. Because I think you're you're probably spot on. I think Mark Catholic probably is a top five team next year and should be part of that. For if, any other reason, everybody's left. Yeah, yeah. Well, and everybody's – they got everybody back. The Met, the Metropolitan piece is just going to be who's their guard. That's something that we're not going to know anything till till June or later. Mm-hmm. All right, who's your 2A number one? Man. Um, I mean, it's Brownstown, right? This is tough. Um, it's not North Davies. <laughs> no, it's actually in 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 2A, it's Linton. Um, yeah, I've got the number two. You know, and so I think they've obviously – 
They got Joey Harden. And then Providence. I don't know, man. Dan Block's going to be sending me text messages like, why are we not number one? We return everybody. It's true. From For who? Providence. Oh. Um, do they have everybody back? I mean, they had their they had their biggest guns back. Oh, I mean, Caitlin's back. The the guards are. Well, so I mean, I guess Providence would have to be number one. I don't think they have to be. I think Brownstown. I still got Brownstown number one. Um. Yeah, I would go Linton, Brownstown, Providence. I mean, they do have a Providence have has a couple guys that are that did graduate, but they also have a lot of faith in their couple. Like Quentin Hess, who shot the heck out of it, the state finals is going to move into the starting lineup, so they don't lose a whole lot with the with the graduation of Max Beatty. Although Beatty hit a hellaciously questionable shot in the semi-state, um, or was it the state? No, was it the state final? I can't remember. He shot a late a late shot that went in. I thought, oh, why are you shooting that? And then it goes in. So. Uh, they, yeah, I would look at, uh, it's a good point. I, I still have Brown's town number one. I've got Linton two, And then Linton's got a, they got Providence a three. They got a, they'll have a freshman that'll play Paul Oliver. They're pretty then, high on. And then beyond that, it's a crapshoot, man. It's like a flood of. Tipton, Wapahani, Eastern Hancock. I mean, now I'm just throwing out names because Blackhawk, Black Blackhawk's got to be four. They got to be in yeah. that mix. Tipton, Carroll, yeah, Blackhawk's got to be in that mix. And then Park Tudor. Ooh, that's a leap. I you think so. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jermaine Coleman might be the. Second, third best player in the 2A? No. Mm-hmm. Fourth. Add, looking at Winston, Williamson, uh, Hart, Benter, Coleman. I mean, you're not going to find – I mean, that's – Isaac and I mean, I, I mean, you got a lot. You got Owen Duff. You got um, – No, nah, he's better than those dudes. He's Isaac and I mean – Carol, Carol, Carol is going to be Prospect-wise, but as far as just pure production – yeah but yeah i know i you know i think um, Carol, carol's path to semi-state is rather pedestrian <laughs> let's just it's, let's just say what it is it's you know, carol had the easiest path to the semi-state now granted they nobody none of these teams look beating Clinton Perry, Clinton Perry getting upset didn't didn't help didn't hurt them any. Even though they beat them during the regular season, I don't think they were afraid to play them again. But but Carol, you look at the teams that are that they had the easiest path, and they didn't schedule up. I mean, if they had to play the teams that Park Tudor played on a given basis. Okay. Park Heritage losing Christian Johnson. It's going to obviously hurt them. Where'd he go? 
He's in, right now. He's in Alabama. I thought we, I thought we talked about that. No, we did not talk about that. He's in Alabama no. right now. He's in Alabama right now, texting people that he wants to come back to Indiana. So we'll see if he ends up back in Indiana. Yeah, right now he's in Alabama. Foot for football. Okay. That's talk about a kid that early maturing kid. That's him. He's the he's the, in this class, he's the poster child for that. He's absolute stud in middle school and skilled. Not just a big man. He was a six foot six foot one inch point guard in middle school and strong. And he's just still a six foot, six foot one inch point guard. Right. You know, and he's very disruptive at that age. And, and, but he, it wasn't like he was a big kid. It wasn't like he was, you know, a kid that didn't have the skill. He's the kind of guy you go after. And you always talk about, we build teams at that age. Not really looking for the six three center who's going to end up being six three, and we'll take that six foot one inch point guard who will still be a point guard. But, but I I don't look at Carroll and and think that I mean that Carroll could get back to the semi state again and and still have the same issue. I'm sorry, still have the same. I mean, and I meant the regional championship game still have the same issue where they just they're really not playing. A whole lot. I mean, they did beat Monroe Central in the regional final. But I mean, just getting to that point, just, I don't know, it just didn't seem like it was. I think other teams have tougher paths. And I look at what Park Tudor had to go through. I mean, they would have had to, if they lost to Heritage Christian, they would have had to have played university, you know, at some point to win the sectional. And then, you know, university gets clipped by Eastern Hancock. But, I mean, I, th- I definitely think that Jermaine Coleman is one of the top three or four guys in that class. Prospect-wise, talent-wise, yes, absolutely. And that's what I meant. Not to say that I thought Park Tudor would be overwhelmingly, but I think they got to be in the mix. Sure. You don't sound, you don't sound convinced. No, I mean they're they they should be there. And I would have I would have Eastern at a peak and you know in the top ten for sure. But just they're probably got to play North or Brownstown in the sectional. Mm-hmm. Now they've played Brownstown tough the last two years, but I think that that's. Um, think they're going to have to overcome losing Kay Jones to that level. Because he's, he's a, when he's clicking, he was a big part of their offense mm-hmm. and he made things easier for, for their, for their big kid, Jake Cherry. I'm trying to think what they've done against Brownstown. They, they lost to Brownstown this year, 73 to 77. They lost to Brownstown two years ago, 46 to 47. And Brownstown had to come back. They were down 13 at one point, definitely down double digits, and beat them at Brownstown. Pekin had Brownstown down by, by double digits at Brownstown two years ago. And both these teams are basically the same rosters, just older. 
So who else are we missing in two A? I threw out a lot of names. I think Wabash. Wabash could be kind of a sleeper. Yeah. Uh, the best teams they've had in years, and it's bellied up against Fort Wayne Blackhawk. Mm-hmm. Through I mean, even with first and the, the younger, the older Daughtry kid, Trent. Those were some. Those were some decent teams, and he was really good guard from from Wabash. But they're just we're never going to get past Caleb first. This year's Blackhawk, this version of Blackhawk is a little bit more vulnerable, but they're still awfully good. Mm-hmm. And what a great job by them to honor Coach Davidson the way they did. And, and do it in such a way, I'm not trying to be fatalistic, but do it in such a way that he could enjoy it. You know what I mean? Right. The honors and the platitudes that come afterward. They're nice, but this was a very smart way to handle it, uh, and he's you know, he deserves it. He's had a, a he had a great coaching run there, and you know and who's to say what's what's going to happen? But the news isn't great from up there. But but good job by them to let him um, let him witness their appreciation for him, I guess, is the best way to say that without getting too deep into the weeds on it. Who's your really nice, really nice man. What? Yep, I agree. Who's better, Eastern Hancock or Wapahani? How? We didn't really talk w- about Wapahani. Yeah, I think Wapahani this year. I think Wapahani um, this year. I mean, Eastern Hancock brings everybody back. So does mm, they lose uh, Eastern Hancock's going to lose. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not as high on him as you are. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name either. Senior shooter. Yeah. Oh, help me out here. I just. Trying to look it up. I'll look it up. You keep talking. Yeah. But, um. You know, I just I just think Isaac Andrews is really, really good. It's about Landon O'Neill. Yeah, Landon O'Neill. So I think the gray kid's got a chance to be good for them. For Eastern Hancock? Yeah. Six mm-hmm. six three, six four kid who can shoot it really well. Grant Gray. I mean, he would have helped Greenfield. He was a Greenfield kid. He would have helped them if he just stayed there. Coach Spalding will figure it out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're too. I don't think you're. It's a wrong answer saying what you think. Wapahani is better. It's they're both so closely matched. I think. I think Eastern Hancock will have more balance, though. That'll be the thing. I watched that game this year. It was at Eastern Hancock, and I want to say Wapahani got beat by Monroe Central. near the end of the year no when was it yeah yeah they won at eastern hancock by three last year yeah was it late in the year mm, middle of the year middle of the year just january 7th miss anybody before we move on uh-uh. no that's all i got so our top 
four, our top five or six were Brownstown, Linton, any particular order, um, Providence. Here at 21st. Yeah, we didn't talk a lot about them. And they they got to be in that mix. But, the you know, losing Price graduating, he was kind of a difference maker for them. Yeah. That's a team that's going to need – be nice if they had one more – a little bit of size. They'll have to figure that out, and they, just a little bit better shooting. And just be able to play different styles. Be able to play when teams try to slow you down. All right, number one team in 3A. Beach Grove. Yeah, hard to say not, right? Everybody back. Everybody back. Well, 56 out of 64 points back. Well, yeah, but I mean, even, but they had, Cam Brown was moved to the bench to accommodate, you know, if nothing else, to accommodate, um, you know, Anthony Ball being in the lineup. I don't know that that was a one to one decision, but it was definitely. You know, Cam Brown was a kid they relied heavily on the year before. And then last year, or this past season, of course, he comes up big in the state finals. Mm-hmm. We've got Beach Grove one. I've got Northwood two. Yep. Um, I got Norwell three. Um, 22 and five last year, bringing everybody back. Yeah. Probably not a not not a bad play. I, I've got I've got I had Connorsville three. I got them four. Yeah, so we're we'll ball we'll in the ballpark. You can never really get a great feel for what Culver's going to do. Concordia, Concordia, Concordia is going to be pretty good with Johnny Washington and Cole Hayworth. I do like me some Johnny Washington. Greenberg okay, could be okay. Yeah, I don't. They do they have much? I mean, they. Kai Dyer. Um, but they're they're gone. They're done at least for now. That with the stretch of kids that you were say are borderline mm-hmm. D one guys are better. Yeah. We're out of Comers. We've we've run out of no Comers. Lane Sparks. No more. No South Ripley transfers. Um. I think Oak Hill, Lebanon could be guys, McConaughey teams that could jump in there. All those teams have just a ton. But Oak Hill has everybody back. I think Lebanon has most everybody back. McConaughey has a senior they're losing, but they've got a lot of guys that that um, a lot of underclassmen that contribute. I mean, Newcastle returns a lot, and I think they've got good young guards too that will come up and contribute for them. I, mean, I just think two A is so much deeper than three A. Not that those three, not that those teams mm-hmm. could couldn't knock off two A teams. I'm just saying that I think there's tougher decisions. What if Heritage Christian starts winning games? 
Got to see it first. That's true. Heritage Hills, you know, they were really young last year. Two sophomores and a freshman, right? Yeah. In their top six, top mm-hmm. five, their starters. Evansville, you know, I don't know, though. It's hard to say that Evansville Memorial, that they're better than Evansville Memorial. Um, so it's kind of hard to put them in up, up there in that. You know, 3A, like we talked about earlier, 3A, especially in the South, it's just. Oh, how about North Davies? Uh, You're going to put North Davies in your top five? Not in the top five, no. No. Would they be in your top five in 2A? Yeah. Oh, in 2A? No. Look, anybody who thought that 1A game was a good game, <laughs> was a well-played game, didn't watch it. Mm. I mean, it was a rock fight. Yeah. It was an absolute rock fight. And I could see them facing off against Beach Grove and, and frustrating them. And But at some point, somebody besides Mullen and the Wilson brothers would have to handle the ball. And that's where they would break down. And that that's that to me is where it would break down. No, I don't think I'd have North Davies in my top five and two A. I know they've beaten Linton. I get it. I think a lot of times Joey doesn't Hart doesn't really show a lot. Although they wouldn't have to play him in the tournament, so I don't know why that would specifically apply. But, I mean, I think there's some real – there's some real talent in in 2A. That would – I mean, it would definitely be a a bump up. That's why they moved to 3A. Mm -hmm. So, I wouldn't – I wouldn't have it – I wouldn't see them being in the top five. And I mean, let's go. We got Beach Grove. We've got – we've got Northwood. I mean, Connorsville would be real physical with them. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be easy. And bigger at, at almost every position. Not not a lot bigger, but bigger. Um, Burbuff is, is going to be different this year, but that sophomore group they have is pretty talented. So they may, they may lack a go-to score like Billy Smith, but they'll have a lot of options. John Glenn, they got everybody back, right? Yeah. I mean, we're not, you know. Yeah, I look at it. Yeah, I look at it as as uh, Beach Grove, Northwood, Connorsville, Norwell. And I'd, I'd probably have Newcastle in there in the top five. They got a lot of dudes back. And I think the other teams you've named are pretty good too. Like, you know, Peru, or not Peru, um, Concordia. 
but I think North Davies would be a, in the top 10. And I think they could, I mean, again, they're going to be a threat to come out of it. The, they're going to be a threat to at least get to the, you know, get a good regional draw. You know, what would the regional be? And I mean, if they came out of, if they came out of the sectional, which we anticipate, they'd possibly play like Connersville. Um, Scottsburg is going to be pretty good next year. I can still see North Harrison winning that sectional though. And then Evansville, Heritage Hills, Bossy. I mean, I think they could, and North Davies could possibly, they could not, if they could face Connorsville in the sectional final or the regional final school like that, that would be, that would be something that they could uh, get one upset and get, and get back to the semi-state where they'd play, you know, Beach Grove or, or, you know, the teams we've talked about already. Who's your number one team in 4A? Oh. Ben Davis. Yep, I agree. Yeah, we got a lot of agreement. Man. Bad for you. <laughs> All right, who's number never, two? Never good to be with me. Who's huh? number two? Who's number two? Cathedral. I agree. Who's number three? Probably Carmel. Yeah, that's where I've got them. That's where I have them. Four. Kokomo with Padunga. Yeah. If not, Fishers, Anderson, Chesterton, Zionsville. <laughs> Man, I don't know. It's tough. Um, I, have Zions, I have Zionsville four. Okay. I have Kokomo five. Okay. I had Penn six. And then if Joy Brown can stay healthy, Joy Brown can stay healthy, I had North Central seven. Mm, okay. That's all the further down I went. And that doesn't include Chesterton. Doesn't include Valpo. Just yet. I mean, I mean, obviously, those are teams I think are going to be really good. Fishers, um, Munster. You got Brandon Trilly back and David Cundiff, and yeah, they got to do. I wish their schedule was a little better. Right. I mean, look, two year, year, the year of COVID, I picked Munster to get to the state finals, and they got beat in the sectional. So, right. I obviously have a lot of respect for Hackett. I, I want to see them do more during the season of getting better wins because they let me check here real quick last year five losses 13 to crown point 18 to portage 30 to valpo six to calumet and then six to pin 
I mean, getting 30 ball by Valpo was kind of alarming. When you when you start to compare them to like the rest of the, the state. Yeah. Because Valpo's got, I know it was at Warsaw, but Valpo's got a couple bad losses. The, the way they competed against Carmel, they did not look good. Their little run and jump trap at the end of the game kind of caused some issues. But they were down 22 at one point. They gave Warren a good game, but Warren still wasn't kicking it like they, they were when the, when the calendar flipped. That was December. That was in whatever that tournament was. LC could be good. LC could be good. Uh, I just think they have some issues defensively. That I mean, they're gonna have some scoring talent with, you know, Kamari Jones and Dejon Craig and and uh, and Josh Pickens. But yeah, I think more and more Pickens looks like a football player who's good at who's good at basketball. Um, who uh, you said, you said LC. I mean, Bloomington North, they're going to miss Claver. I don't know what their JV looked like this year that the only game I saw them play this year, or well, the only two games I saw them play this year, I left somewhere to go watch them play center Grove. I got there at the tip and then the blooming, their game against Evansville rights. Uh, we got some weird unexpected snow ice mix that's kind of slowed a lot of people down including me <laughs> uh, i think brownsburg needs to be part of this discussion i'm okay with that yeah noblesville yeah that'll be, that'll be interesting they you know they keep it just depends on how they use their guys i mean it's You know, I think the – I'm going to be self, self-serving self when I say this, but they were a better team when, when they were really involved, Preston Roberts, because he's he scores in a lot of ways that others don't. And him and Alma Dover should be the focal point of, the, of, that, of their offense. And I think there's times where they're just not. And I don't, and I don't mean to sound – I don't mean to say that necessarily critically – but I think that you just go back and look at some of their outcomes and that's what you'd find. And whether it was a bad game or a missed game or lack of touches or whatever, that's kind of where that, you know, those were games they didn't do well in. And, you know, and sometimes that could be kudos to the, the defense, the teams that they're playing. But. Attic's probably a year away from this yeah, discussion. I so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, same thing with like Avon. Yeah. A uh, little more so with Attic's. I'm with you. I, I, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a What I'm getting at is there's teams like that that, yeah, I just don't think they're there yet. It would be interesting. So here's here's something to, to look at. Let me, let me get to this page real quick because I got to make sure I say their get their names right. Floyd Central, for example. 
Crew Gibson and Sam Gibson, two kids from Floyd Central, Floyd's Knobs, that go to school in Kentucky. And their major issue for doing that was they play at the Sal's High School in Louisville. The main reasoning for doing that was they did not feel they would be promoted up the ranks at Floyd Central as quickly as they would have liked. Now the guy that's made that decision is retired, or at least resigned at Floyd Central after being extremely successful. So now you wonder if the, Kip, the Gibson brothers decide to stay home and join Caleb Washington, who they play on the same AAU team with. So you just wonder how that, how and if that plays out. Have you seen them play? No, but. I, I haven't yet either. Um, Probably will in a couple of weeks. I don't know. It just sounds weird. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... I never, I never thought about moving around or what. I just went to school and I just tried to be the best. I mean, I don't really get just go to school and be the best. I don't like no coach. People say like, oh, I was really good in high school, but my coach didn't put. That's not true. Yeah, you weren't very good. Yeah, I mean, I no look... coach in the world. I see coaches playing absolute knuckleheads so they can win. Um, if you could help a coach, he would have he would have played. <laughs> Been like saying I got I got cut because I played baseball here and I got cut until you know I got the first chance I could get passed over I got cut. You know that was the when I was a sophomore I got cut. You know a freshman. So you went around your whole life telling people like man I really no I couldn't hit no hell no I I knew what I was I my mother gave me an opportunity to move to Westfield Westfield back then was very small. Mm-hmm. Could have moved to Westfield. There's probably three or four kids at Carmel that could have moved to Westfield and played basketball in that in my graduating class. Right. I mean, you hate to say our inter, freaking intramural team was six 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 five, and me and a and a couple other six two six three kids. So I just I don't. It's just but, weird to me. I mean, if, if if some kid's gonna go to all that trouble to move for, it's like. And, and that kid, keep in mind, we to interject, interject my intramural aptitude here. And keep in mind, those lots I mean, of the guys were three sport down. guys. I mean, you, they were three sport kids. AI, gave, up, gave up basketball. We'll have to see if they show up. But there's not anybody down south. I mean, New Albany's Jeff. Yeah. They're kind of all rebuilding. I mean, I think Floyd Central will be good next year. They re they've whatever. Got a, they've got a freshman that leather JV and scoring and rebounding that, that, that Sturgeon felt like will be a, a contributor this year. I don't know what their guard play is like coming into it. They, they, they graduate a lot of length. And I'll just be curious if, if Gibson, if those two kids end up back at Floyd central next year, I think one of them is younger. Um, I think one of them is younger. Not Caleb Washington's brother is like going to be nationally ranked. I've heard his his little brother's pretty good. What grade is he going to be in? He's a sixth grader. Okay. He's six two right now. Malik Renault committed to Indiana. Sixth grader. See that Malik Renault committed to Indiana. Yeah, I've never seen him play. So 
Look, uh, I haven't, I haven't either, but. What percentage of fans don't ever watch recruits play, but they are the first people to tell you how great they are. Like it's kind of what happened with the whole, you know, Lander situation. Well, sure. So until, never, you know, I don't I've know. never seen him play. I don't know how good he is. I don't understand how, why they added Dixon, Dennis Dixon from Wichita state. I mean, I, I I get that he was defensive player of the year in the AAC. Who did? Oh, I think Dennis Dixon committed too. No, to Indiana? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think he's committed yet. Yeah. And Renault actually – Renault, not that it matters with transfer portal the way it is, but Renault is, is, uh, takes up their last currently available scholarship. That, that can change in an instant with this mm. in this climate. Yeah, I've never seen him play, but I, I know obviously he's highly regarded. So we'll see. I mean, it, races stay, Thompson Stain, Trace Jackson Davis, probably coming back. You know, he's going to have to. He's going to have to share time with those guys. I don't think he's going to come in and play over either one of those two. But it's a lot of depth, and it's. You know, it's a nice athlete, definitely to add, and I just don't know a ton about his skill yet. I've just seen some highlight stuff that's kind of suggests that. So, all right, man. Anything else? We got a little sidetrack there. We we got the one A thing taken care or the four A thing taken care of. We we definitely mm-hmm. agreed on the top three. I have Zionsville four. You have Kokomo four. Yeah, but I mean Zionsville is a uh, well deserving four. They're deserving for. All right, man. Brother, catch up with you later. All right, Nick. Appreciate it. Have a good week and we'll we'll talk again. Okay, my man. See See ya. Thanks again to Nick Baumgart for joining us on the podcast this week. I want to thank everybody for listening. Those that listen every week, we appreciate it. And those that don't listen every week, what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. Come join us every week. Have it delivered straight to your phone, your tablet, or your desktop, however you want to listen to it. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. And we are on Anchor FM as well as Google Podcasts. And one last thing, I want to get our read in here with uh, Box Out Sports is the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And as Zach would remind us that we, you don't have to, that's not just a basketball thing. That's an entirely sports, entire sport platform. So follow us on Twitter or Instagram. We do most of our stuff on Twitter. Uh, During the season, we posted some stuff on Instagram, but we're not doing that during the off season, but follow us on Twitter. And if you want to send us a DM to talk about, talk about topics, it's courtside IND courtside IND. Thanks for listening, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye.